0: Hello, Jake Esman from People Rise. Hello, how are you?
1: Hi, Jessica. Very well, thank you.
0: Where are you you calling from or calling in from?
1: I'm calling in from Susdainen near Amersfoort.
0: Aha, beautiful place. And uh, yeah, the reason uh, why I'm actually having this uh, podcast today with you. Is that I got uh inspired by you. Like I remember two years ago maybe when we were nomads. Um you were you were part of the of the gig of the event. <laughs> you were um you were joining a storytelling round and uh yeah, I was really moved by your story and your openness. uh And uh, after that, I thought, okay, let's 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 reconnect, because I feel there's some uh, foundation there that we might uh, share the same passion and so on. So um, could you just for the people that uh, that maybe do not know you um, explain a little bit about uh, Jake? Um, Maybe what you do is interesting, but also why do you do what you do?
1: Yes, of course, gladly. Um, My name is Jake. Uh, I was born in the Netherlands in 1971. I studied the English language and literature. I had a career in corporate for about 15 years. And um, during this uh, period after graduation and into my first career, the the sort of nagging at the back of the head started um, wondering is this what it's all about? uh, Having a career. Uh, working for a company, achieving a bonus, um, buying your next car, and I never quite had the answer, uh, but I knew that something wasn't uh, wasn't right, and that question never went away. So the career in corporate was a lot of fun, um, and I can still see why people are doing it, um, but it wasn't really the answer to what it was that I desired, um, and I wanted to make my work more connected to that question to help myself find the answer to what it is that I desire and also to help others to contemplate what it is that they truly desire. Um, And I'm sure that it's great to get a bonus and it's also great to achieve uh, a project or deliver on certain KPIs, but it's not what's going to be on your gravestone. So there must be something else that you would like to see on your gravestone, uh, apart from the fact that you made a great contribution to shareholder value um, for the company that you were working for, um, uh, that there was something that um, that you'd like to be remembered for, or uh, maybe slightly more um, humbly, uh, something that you find important doing.
0: Yeah. And um, what is that? What you're doing right now?
1: Um, well, right now I'm helping people in the processes of transformation individually. Um, in, in teams, uh, in private life and in corporates. Um, most of our work takes place in team journeys and leadership journeys for uh, corporate organizations in executive teams. Um, but I also work with, uh, with private individuals um, either for their professional development or because, um, it's, uh, because of the personal question that they have. Um, and often you see that people who are on a professional development journey um, start entering into this field of um, what is my personal question because um, work life balance is, is a little bit old hat I don't believe in that uh, I think that has got to be a life balance and so if you want to be an effective leader you have to have a balance between everything that is in your life and so a much more holistic uh, approach to uh, to working and living
0: yeah beautiful And um, yeah, I'm I'm triggered about that balance um, uh, because I I know a lot of, unfortunately, I know quite some people that, you know, um, got a burnout because they were not doing what they really love to do. So there was a big disconnect. Me, myself, I was also in that space. Fortunately, I never had a burnout. Maybe I was on the edge. I don't know. Mm. Um, I felt trapped in structures. Um, I felt there was no intrinsic motivation to do something because the change I could make was so little or I couldn't see what my impact was. And personally, I found that really difficult. Uh, I can be jealous of people that do not have a problem with that at all. Um, But what I also see right now is that a lot of entrepreneurs most probably love what they do, uh, but they also get into a burnout. Um, I'm saying this with a smile. Of course, it's not funny, but it's kind of a paradox here. So mm-hmm. um could you could you say a little bit more about that about the balance uh, what do you exactly mean and uh, what maybe could be an advice from your own um, experience maybe
1: mm, well from my personal experience is that uh professional success is um it can be it can be seemingly the uh, a very feeding uh, and, and, and nurturing uh, experience and to a certain extent it is to have success and to have a career path and to be um, promoted into roles uh, even without applying for them, uh, to be financially rewarded, to be uh, recognized for your professionalism. Uh, but there's there's got to be something more than that in life than just professional uh, fulfillment. So there's some sort of other fulfillment. And uh, when you um, don't go to other sources for, uh, for nurturing yourself spiritually, ment- mentally and physically, um, then you are uh, running the, the, the tank ultimately on, uh, on empty. Um, and, that, uh, and then the engine stops. Uh, so um, to stay fit, we have to uh, do physical exercise to keep the body fit. But we know that, that keeping the body fit has a, has also a, a, a great impa- a significant impact on our mental health, um, and vice versa, if we look after our mental health, then we are also able to perform physically much better. and therefore in the leadership role, which I would say is is a combination of of the physical, the mental and the spiritual, um you need to uh, feed all three. Huh? Um, to be a con- and also to be convincing, um, you have to be able to go after the, that. What is your passion? Which is your which is your your passion and your work, and um, it sort of needs to come naturally. But if we start forgetting to feed one of the one of those things, um, uh, then we start losing out. And the bo- and and the the body and the mind and the and and the spirit is basically giving us a, an alarm bell by saying, "Hey." We're slowing you down, so you need you need to start looking what needs feeding.
0: Yeah, and um, going back uh, to your journey, what was what was for you like the turning point that you felt that one of these three elements or maybe more were lacking or missing or not being fed? Uh, what 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 was this momentum or were there mo- multiple?
1: Um... Yeah, I. I I think I I was I was enjoying my career um, because I was successful on paper. Eh? So uh, every uh, a regular uh, uh, um, step in my career, every eighteen months, a new job, uh, an early directorship, a bigger car, uh, more money. And somehow, when, however, even though you get more, you get all this recognition and you earn more money. You st- and you start to realize that that is th- that this is not enough. That somehow this is not feeding you, and and you sort of try to tally it all up and say, hmm, yeah, I am I am making more money. And my car is bigger. I have more responsibilities. Um, um, this is what I was after, and it's still not it. And then after a number of steps, you start thinking, hmm, probably the next step is not going to be fulfilling either. Mm-hmm. And. Looking back, there seemed to be some sort of a, an emptiness or a, almost a coldness developing on the inside where on the outside you knew you were being perceived as um, doing well and, uh, and people were expecting you to be very happy but on the inside you actually felt rather unhappy. Um, and um, to me, this build-up uh, led to a huge burnout set Staring out the window for about six months. Hmm. Doing nothing. And
0: um, and then you're still lucky, the, in a sense. Yeah. And, I mean, and, you lucky, know, I, mean there's pe- I heard that there's people that they're at home for six years. It's incredible. Yeah, or
1: kill themselves. Huh? I mean, um, yeah, yeah. so... Uh, no, on the on the, the upside is uh, I, let's call it the spiritual awakening. If you manage to get out of it and and fundamentally change uh, change something, so you can stay away from it is what it is that you don't want. Um, then it's it's been an, uh, an an opportunity, and for me it's really been an opportunity. So, um, and I have just become much better at recognizing how I easily let myself get sucked into um, certain performance projects where I. Um, can jump through uh, through hoops that I know very well so I can deliver on them. And uh, you kind of already know and anticipate how good that will make you feel. But then the question is, okay, uh, the antenna is on. Mm. You know that, that you can do it. People invite you to do it. It pays very well. And then to stop and take three b- breaths and say, is this what I really want? Mm. So, and if it's no, then why do it?
0: Mm.
1: And of course, sometimes it can be because I need the money. At what price? Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: How badly do I need the money? And uh, I'm not saying that we should all forget, forget about money. And uh, I can imagine that there are a lot of people who have uh, families and children and responsibilities in mortgages. and So it's not so easy to walk away from, uh, from those responsibilities. Um, but before you uh, go bankrupt, a, a lot uh, uh, of water will have passed under the bridge. Huh? So um, I would like to invite people to take a little bit more of a risk um, than they think is possible.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, to experiment and to surprise themselves that, uh, yeah, it's kind of um, uncertainty that was never there, they were hanging, uh, clinging, clinging on to. Um,
1: yeah. It's the anticipation of something that will go wrong uh, when it hasn't yet gone wrong. And yeah. So um, we try to plan so much and, and not act on what emerges.
0: Yesterday I was actually having lunch with a, that recalls me to our conversation. Um, I had with her, I had a lunch with a friend of mine and she's from America, San Francisco, and she works for a a Dutch bank and um, she really created her world around this bank because for her, it's, she thinks it's difficult to get a job and her Dutch is maybe not fluent. And this bank is kind of okay with that. Um, uh, but then she had kind of a burnout for six months uh, when she got her first child, and now she's back on track again to the, in this banking world. But she's still not resonating with it. And I, she's a really creative person, and I, I can just you know you can feel it. But you don't wanna you don't wanna be this person that is uh, you know pushing. So maybe I will, I will. She was interesting in in this coaching. I also provide um, purpose driven business coaching. Um, but yeah how do you how do you try to maybe nudge or inspire people you see in this space and you see them being really talented and uh, f- actually feel secure in the in in a space that that they don't belong to you know
1: hmm I think it's difficult when you can't help people who don't want to be helped huh so it's pretty presumptuous to tell people that you know, they shouldn't be doing something because there's so much so-and-so and you can see yeah, them yeah. heading in the wrong direction. Um, but you do sometimes try to ask people questions uh, to help themselves reflect. And so based on the information that you provided me, so-and-so. Yeah. How would your behavior change if the circumstances changed? Let's imagine a different context. And then some people really enter into this, this scenario conversation. Oh, if, you know, if this was the situation, then I would definitely... And then you can say, okay, so if that was the situation, you would definitely, what if we could create the situation for you to definitely do that? Mm-hmm. So to really help people change their perspective, to, to look and listen with a different lens. Uh, but this afternoon I had a conversation with uh, uh, with an HR executive uh, of a global corporate, and she seemed to be very aware of her behavior. And, um, and I asked her, um, if she had any insights based on the conversation that uh, we had of what she'd like to change. And she said, no, none. And then we haven't got a conversation. You know, I can't say, well, I've got a few for you. Yeah. <laughs> because I did, I can tell you, I had a few.
0: Please get your notebook, lady. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, and 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 yeah. from this same organization, there are people who say, um, ah, I don't know really if I, I if I dare enter into a conversation with you, but could we meet up one more time?
0: Yeah.
1: And so... Then you can let people experience what this is and and um, uh, find out what they want and 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 provide them with a mirror or with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And if and if they are intrigued by what they see, uh, they may uh, decide to go a little bit further, with or without me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah sure. That's, uh, yeah. Do you yourself do you see a coach, a business coach?
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, once a month. For a couple of hours, uh, I meet with um, with somebody who's my uh, spiritual director, mm-hmm. and um, I share uh, my reflections with him. And uh, sometimes um, I ask him for homework, or he proposes that I do some homework, a recurring question for day, or something to read and reflect on. And I find that very nourishing. And in a way, uh, I think everybody should have a coach. Mm-hmm. Somebody who can provide them some perspective and to whom you can talk with no conditions.
0: And he's not, no, ju- he's not only like a good friend or something. He's really a coach coach.
1: He's become a dear friend, but he's really, uh, yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, my, my spiritual director is a, is a Jesuit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's, he's uh, 82 years old. He's been a Jesuit for over 60 years and a priest Mm -hmm. for 50, and um, I met him four years ago because one day I decided that I should speak to a priest. I'm not, uh, I wasn't, I'm not Christian. I wasn't raised as a Catholic or a a Protestant or anything, and uh, I just one day I thought, "I, I think I should really speak to a priest. So I found a friend whom I know is a a devout Catholic, and I said, I think I should speak to a priest. So she gave me two telephone numbers of uh, two Jesuit guys, a 40-year-old and an 80-year-old, and I thought, well, I know plenty of 40-year-olds. Let's call the 80-year-old. And uh, from then on in in a beautiful relationship uh, started.
0: Nice. He's coaching other people too, or is it?
1: uh... Yeah, he provides spiritual guidance. Mm. Mostly to people in the Catholic community, because of course that's where the network is, but it's you know, he's available, or they make themselves available for all souls, as they say.
0: Hmm.
1: So it's really a life in service, and um, it's very inspiring to also meet people who are truly connected to their purpose. And there's absolutely no doubt that this person knows why he's here on earth. Wow. I don't know why I'm here on earth, but it's uh i'd love to find out in a way that you were so convinced and yeah. the healthy dose of 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 self-doubt and and doubt and and openness to getting new perspectives on this mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's uh, you know, um, uh, my description not his but i would be you know they live a life in service huh?
0: mm-hmm. so uh, wow something yes yeah, Quite far away from my world at the moment. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) yeah. And um, yeah, going back to the topic of leadership, it kind of intrigued me. You said, uh, you know, having the the, the mental capabilities, the the, the physical and the spiritual capabilities to be a leader. Mm. And uh, what is a leader for you? Is this person also... I don't know, facilitating unlocking potential of his or her work environment or could it also be someone that is maybe not really a people-people person but is a great leader for him or herself or how do you perceive that? Mm.
1: Yeah, it's everybody has an opinion about leadership and it's, a, it's overused, uh, maybe this abused word.
0: I agree. <laughs> yeah, I try to avoid it, but yeah. yeah.
1: And and I feel the same about the word coaching. I find it very difficult to offer people coaching, uh, so I offer them uh, g- good dialogue. Huh? Just because I'm worried about using the word coaching. But um, the the most interesting aspect of leadership for me is personal leadership, and because people who can, in my view, lead themselves and look after themselves are much more likely to be able to look after others. Yeah. Um, and if you can, uh, if you if you need to be able to look after uh, yourself very well you need to know how to love yourself because if you don't know how to love yourself how can you know how to love others
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and loving yourself is very hard I think that uh, everybody will say ah, of course I love myself I look after myself I'm looking looking after number one blah 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 but really loving yourself huh? when you're not looking after yourself when you're going going down when you're working too hard when you're not looking after your body um, when you know that something does right, but you're not listening to that little voice inside, that's denying yourself. Huh? Mm-hmm. So really loving yourself and listening to your own needs, um, I think, is a real learning process. And if you can do that well, um, so and to look after other people um, just as well as you are looking after yourself, um, means that if you look more after yourself, you are more capable of looking much more after the other person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, personal leadership is for me where it all, where it all starts, and and I'm also intrigued to find out when we meet organizations who have uh, team uh, uh, development issues, and where the leader talks about them and I, mm-hmm. and they they are not following, mm-hmm. and they, they are not collaborating. Uh, it's very interesting to find out, who, uh, uh, and what's your role in that, huh? and um, yeah. And then, very often, that leads to a to a journey of uh, of personal leadership, and um, and then hopefully to a, a, also a small uh, at least personal transformation in terms of perspective on yourself uh, that can be uh, of use to uh, become a better leader.
0: Yeah, yeah, that it's really for me as well. I think in the last two years more or less when I really decided not to be a freelancer but an entrepreneur to really build things Uh, that demanded a lot from myself to say no and to learn to learn to say no um, and to deal with uh, maybe sometimes insecurities or maybe even jealousies you know when you see other entrepreneurs sometimes maybe like those typical startup dudes that you know know to program and are all, you know, very young and everything seems so easy for them. I think I, <laughs> I felt quite jealous in times and maybe I still do um, because I, I don't really fit in in that space, you know. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I work good by myself in the groups, but not when it's getting too much of a, a club or a gang. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I wanted to say is that for me and also learning is... Um, yeah, to really hold yourself accountable and, and responsible for whatever happens around you. Um, maybe other people say, oh, well, that's not true, Jess, you're not responsible for everything. But if you first look at yourself, how you can change things, uh, mm-hmm. even your environment to make it work or improve for you, I think whoever is wrong or right, I think that's the that's really powerful if you mm. if you can see it and then make steps and change things and uh get rid of all habits and thoughts yeah
1: yeah I, I, for me it's really uh, the awareness that um that the ego is often in the way huh? and um I'm by no means an expert on the concept of ego, but we all have an ego. I think we need it. Uh, for survival, we need an ego. We need to uh, look after ourselves and uh, be aware of the I within us. Uh, but sometimes the ego is telling us to uh, not worry about certain things that are really our responsibility. But uh, I, if you look at it very carefully, it's not, not really our responsibility. Don't worry about it. You know? Take a left turn. It's just easier today. You know? And um, to know when the ego is messing with you and uh, to know when the ego is actually being constructive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, the confrontation with the ego, especially in feedback uh, uh, situations, um, you can, I can hear my ego rise up to defend, it, to defend me yeah, so that I don't have to listen to the feedback because it's bullshit anyway. And if you can then lock up the ego and actually receive that feedback, feedback to, the, to the benefit of your development, Mm-hmm. it's it's great and and it never it is not always easy I don't think it's a trick that you master forever it's just an ability an an awareness of what the ego sometimes does to you yeah so um
0: yeah, it's it's such a strange uh, mystery maybe that makes also life really interesting. I have a maybe a little story about that. Like I have uh, I can be honest, I have a flatmate and um we uh, I live in a this community housing at at the center of the Netherlands or the center of Amsterdam, so that's a pretty cool space to be. Anyhow, she, she we know we do not really match <laughs> like organically. <laughs> Uh, and we, we're not in a fight, but we can just sense it. And uh, for the last, well, I've li- I've been living here for five years and I've been abroad as well, but mostly five years in Amsterdam. Um, all the time when she's in my space or in the kitchen or wherever I am, I feel I need to connect with her by, for example, asking her, how are you? Or being friendly, you know, open, ask open questions. And I always thought, you know... I'm really um I'm really open. I'm 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 trying, yeah, trying to kind of solve this awkwardness by asking you questions, being interesting, interested in her. I and I really am because I'm a curious person, so I can be interested in everyone always. Um and she never really responded in a way that I liked, really short or brief, and she never asked anything about me. Well, long story short, this continued like forever. And um, once we had like, we were searching for a new flatmate and uh, we had these rounds of people, inviting people, checking our our house and see if he or she could become the next one. And she was like, yeah, this house was really open and we always... uh, Make us, each other feel comfortable, and uh, yeah, that's the most important thing. You don't have to be best friends, but you know, we're just uh, sociable, etc. And then this person left, and I I couldn't stand her saying that because I never felt welcome around her, you know. And I just, you know, I this, we were just with our flatmates, and I said, "Oh, can I say one thing? I'm I'm really shocked by what you're saying because you never ask about me. It's, I you know." We don't have to be best friends. But it, anyhow, and she freaked out and she was like, yeah, but you are like too much uh, demanding and you're in my space and you ask too much. And whoa, all those things that I was like, what are you saying now? I was never expecting anything from you. I couldn't even un- imagine us, you know, hanging out with each other, uh, like on a on a friendship level. But just to, you know, not to be a ghost in a room together, for me, that's really strange. But for her, it was too much. And uh, after that, we had a good conversation. That moment was too, too, she was too tense. So a week after, we had a good conversation. And we really came, we really were on a, on a meta level, looking at our characters. That was really special. Uh, like, wow, we are really at the end of the of both dimensions. You are really... Yeah, she said, I'm really egocentric. I choose whatever I like and I don't have to do anything that people ask me to. And I don't want to be fake. So if I don't like you, I don't connect with you. And I'm like, yeah, but I am a person that I I always want to feel in a connection, even though you're not best friends because you're a human being, you know. But I, in a sense, I also felt in the end a little bit egocentric because I needed her to, in a sense, to accept me to feel okay Um, long story short have you ever been in a situation that you were with a person that is maybe not so open and in a sense friendly and more close personality maybe a little bit autistic in the sense but uh, and how do you deal with that because it's not a it's not obligated to anyone to be open and to be interested and to go deep and to unlock each other's potential and all that. Mm. It's really my premier system. I love to help people, you know. But I have also came to the understanding that there's a lot of people that are not in that space. And for a lot of reasons maybe. But yeah, then you get into <laughs> in a fight.
1: Yeah. I think in a professional setting it's easier than in a private setting. Yeah, because you can be more... Um, uh, close, more closely connected to your personal needs in a in a private setting,
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and I resonate with your uh, with your requirement to ha- be connected to people and understand them and make sure they're comfortable so that I can be comfortable and yeah. that we like <laughs> each other and that we have a reason to we have a, something that we have uh, that we have a, uh, a common interest or something. Uh, and in a professional setting, of course, it's much more to be empathetic to the needs of the other person. And if they don't if they don't want something, then and it's not coming and I can try to facilitate and, and make myself available, but it, it's got to be on a, on a, on a pool basis by making myself available and making very clear that I, that, that there is the, the space for dialogue. But if you're, if you don't enter into it, then nothing will happen. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I definitely resonate with the, uh, with the desire to make other people feel comfortable and that we, we must all be able to be connected because we're human beings.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, do you think you you need in that situation when you when you just talked about uh, the work situation, pro- uh, professional situation, do you think you need a, a third person to kind of facilitate that di- dialogue? Then, because I can imagine that, well, let's talk about myself. I cannot really flourish if somebody's just blocking me uh, and not tapping into this dialogue, and it's not happening. I cannot. I cannot function. I think.
1: But what about just accepting that it's not going to happen?
0: Yeah, true. Um, depends a little bit if you really need to work together. I find it really difficult then. That yeah, maybe that's my biggest challenge to work with someone you do not feel connected with, but you have to work with someone. Yeah. Or not?
1: Or not? <laughs> now <laughs> I can
0: your... choose. Yeah.
1: If it's your well, I think we can always choose, don't we? Always have choice. If we well, feel in enough a work setting,
0: you, you just work with whoever uh, is in your, uh, in your yeah. space, right? Yeah. I remember that from my few work experiences, very few. I became an entrepreneur like almost straight away, maybe because of that.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's also, I think, for me, you work with many different people, people you report into, people who report to you, peers that you work with, and some people uh, you get on, um uh get on with much more easily um and other people are a bit more reticent reticent to get into come into close contact and um i think it's a matter of respecting that or um Mm -hmm. or seeing and seeing spotting an opportunity to grow something yet at the same time i really believe sometimes that at uh, our, our um Uh, our our most difficult encounters with people can be uh, uh, hidden pots of gold because sometimes people really respond uh, uh, negatively to each other because it's such a strong mirror that it tells you so much about you that you don't really want to see and that somebody really exposes your dark side or your weakness Hmm. uh, that if you sometimes have to if you sometimes uh, prepare to pluck up the courage to explore this by engaging with, th- with that what it is that you struggle with, it can be really uh, a gift, uh, but not, yeah. ne- not, not necessarily always. Huh?
0: Yeah.
1: And um, uh, I, I have a lot of contact with somebody who is uh, autistic and is uh, going through severe depression, um, and so um, how can you make yourself available to somebody like that? Uh, um, not uh, by offering yourself on a mm-hmm. but I want to talk and someone who's really in, in social-emotional agony mm-hmm. and who needs to speak then, needs to speak then. Yeah? So, um, and um, uh, recently he blamed me of uh, wrecking his marriage. So, and I have nothing to do with their marriage. I mean, I I know them uh, a little bit, and I've uh, and their child comes to play here, you know, But I, but he uh, blamed me for wrecking his marriage, and um, that I was just the category of people who uh, run over other people and take advantage of other people and find it easy to make money in uh, in the dirty world of uh, of money. And uh, re- really, he would uh, like to drive his car over me. Mm. What can you do when somebody is really not well? Mm. Uh, um, just listen and make yourself available. And
0: um, he still wanted to listen to you, or he's still listening to you? You know, he
1: was talking at me. He comes back every time. Wow! Uh, but <laughs> That's he,
0: really wow. He gets wow. increasingly
1: he gets increasingly angry. Hmm. Uh, so uh, a couple of weeks ago, he told me that he wants to beat me up, uh, and and it's all about him. Huh? He's, he's He's very upset and very lonely, and of course, I know that he's getting must be getting more lonely because um, if you become so aggressive, people get worried.
0: Right? Yeah, you get distant.
1: Yeah, and I've already asked him. I'm very happy to talk to you, but I don't want you to come to my house anymore because the children will get really upset when somebody starts screaming the hall, screaming in the hallway at me. Yeah. Because and he's screaming because he's screaming because he is in pain. And he's mm-hmm. really, really lonely and really, really upset, and he's paranoid. And he's getting worse and worse, and he's in a a vicious circle. But what are you going to do? I don't want to talk to you anymore.
0: Yeah, uh, you're coaching him, or is he a friend?
1: Uh, yeah, he's just a friend.
0: uh, All right. Yeah. I I was thinking, if you're coaching him, maybe you should change coach because if, (laughs) or again, then the same thing might happen. But
1: no, he uh, needs he needs professional help. He needs to go to see a psychiatrist. So I keep on telling him that he needs to go and see a psychiatrist. Um, but uh, to really enter into this is um, to, to just to listen, and because the advice is all pointless. The only yeah. advice I give him is say, "Please go and see, see get professional help, because i 'm not a professional, and you need help, yeah. but i 'm happy to listen to you and and, and that 's just it, just listening, yeah. And he tells the same story maybe ten, 20 times in, in 90 minutes, over and over and over again. Not much variation. Hmm. And then it's really a test of you. Uh, how patient can you be, and wow. and and, yeah. and see that their that their pain is more important than your bo- than than how bored you are. Yeah,
0: you know?
1: because it's pretty boring, of course.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. And um, yeah, from that uh, I can see you're also really passionate about uh, helping people to uh, yeah. How would you describe it to unlock their best selves or? To tap into the authenticity and to turn it into something they can uh, they can work in with day in day out or how would you describe that for you and also if you connect yeah. with uh, with with your people rise uh, your your mission there how would you describe it
1: uh, as a company I think we are. Um, uh, Providing uh, uh, leadership development uh, journeys, uh, working on uh, uh, on people engagement uh, in the fields of um, of uh, sustainability, innovation, uh, business process transformation, and um, our view is that if you if you if you invest in the people and the and the coherence in teams and the engagement of teams is is, uh, is improved. Then uh, improvement in EBIT will uh, in, in business performance will naturally follow. Mm-hmm. So we do very li- little in process optimization, for instance, because we believe that companies already have the expertise to optimize their processes. Because if they if they should know more about their core business than than we do, mm-hmm. and uh, what we do is we provide social architecture to let people have uh, an experience so that they can improve the way that they uh, collaborate, they work together as teams. Um, and the next step is to start looking at the individuals and in those teams and the roles that they play within that and how they lead their teams in turn.
0: Yeah. So in that case, everyone is the leader in a sense, is a leader.
1: Yes, yes. I, I guess everybody, uh, from a, even if you don't have people reporting into you, so it's for everyone, it's about personal leadership and mm-hmm. then, if you have a management role, then there's also uh, uh, leadership.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and, so,
1: and and yeah. also, when you go to the when you go to the why of individuals, mm-hmm. uh, there is there there's not a professional why and a private why.
0: Yeah, I, no, think no, I was thinking, so I'm 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 trying to unravel your why.
1: <laughs> yeah, so am I, and I'm getting closer. But I think it's um there is no for me there is no answer. Hmm. I think it's to to be on the path that you feel is right, and to uh, to be changing directly slightly, and to make it uh, to get more granularity on uh, on what you're doing on this path. Um, but when there's an answer, there'll be a new question, so there's no point in trying to get the
0: answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I would ask, "Why do you do what you do?" What would you answer?
1: Um, I like pe- I like to help people find out what it is that they what it is that they truly desire. Mm. So, a uh, bit more plainly, what what is what is it all about? What's this life all about?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, uh, and yes, there is work, um, but is it important that we go to a company and make money and then take our children to school so that they can. Uh, get a good education and also work in this company and make money so that they can raise their children and do the same mm. um, i'm uh, I'm plagiarizing here, but i mean uh, there's this beautiful uh, uh, talk about um, what if money were no object by Alan Watts, and for mm. me that's been tremendously inspiring uh, for me it 's been the reason to quit my job uh, after a uh, sixteen year corporate. Uh, because what, if money were no object, would I still really be going into this office? No bloody way would I be going into this office. Hmm. Uh, so, what are you, so what are you doing here now? I don't know. What what should I do? I don't know. How do I find out? Well, not by sitting here.
0: Yeah. So Take uh, yourself to another context to yeah, figure yeah. that out.
1: And, um, uh, 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 and then people say, well, we can't all just quit our jobs, and, and I'm more and more starting to wonder why not. Uh, we won't be able to it will be a, a radical change yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um uh, what does it matter wh- whether we can or can all mm-hmm. it's just about uh, about about little me or someone else uh, mm-hmm. uh, who who has to, who can contemplate what she or he wants to do with his or her life
0: yeah, yeah.
1: and um i find that fascinating when i meet people who Start to wonder, um yeah, w- what is it all about, and how can I be more in service to my own organization, to the people around me, and therefore to my family and my friends, and 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 to the world. Um, so the journey of c- connection, I think, is a is a is a big part of that.
0: Um, yeah, and you see when people are more connected with themselves, or what they might want, or they they do walk a path. Um, mm-hmm. For themselves, they also can let go easier uh, in an easier way they they're not so controlled by the facts you know this report has to be finished before five or deadlines yep. they yeah they they know there's more than that and uh, maybe the yep. deadline is not really the best deadline anyway because if it takes a little bit more time maybe we come to new solutions or it's more about the process <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
0: um, Let's embrace that.
1: Yeah. Have you? I I,
0: I wonder, did did you uh, also talk in your work with uh, People Rise? uh, Because I'm working a little bit on that more in my head than in practice. The KPIs that you just mentioned. um, Why did you ever bump into organizations that have sociable KPIs or KPIs that maybe measure if you work? Uh, towards your purpose or more meaningful or did you thought of that to try to find ways to kind of measure that and and make sure that the employees at least once a week do think about those things or something
1: Mm. well we do um, um, well like many companies uh, do we provide uh, uh, employment uh, satisfactions uh, employee satisfaction surveys and uh, then we try to co-create programs with our clients on how to improve those. Uh, and so these are qualitative KPIs. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to also c- to co-create the uh, uh, step change in this sort of uh, satisfaction of staff is also at looking at how does your leadership have to uh, evolve and what do you need to do. And it's not about taking, taking the, the employees and their family to the zoo once a year so what are what is going to be in your behavior mm-hmm. and it's almost like the kpi wouldn't be the right word for it you know because then it would be like once a month i give some attention to my staff tick <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> once a month i'm going to have going to have an authentic moment <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, yeah social kpi of course is a, is a is is a is a good word for uh, for raising that awareness are we doing something on it um we work mostly with executive teams and it's very output and results driven. Um, so there's, a, there's an increased consciousness that they need to start doing things differently to engage their organization. Mm-hmm. But the leap to really connecting with um, uh, the social responsibility that they have as a leader is still pretty pretty tricky. Mm.
0: Um,
1: and and, and we, I still hear a lot people complain about their colleagues and say, actually, they never really tell me anything about themselves. Hmm. Uh, I I happen to know that she's married, but um, yeah, what she does on the weekend, she only seems to be working. Hmm. And that people really rate those people who do tell a little bit more and um, uh, give reflection on their their performance. Like today I'm not really with it because I've had a very difficult weekend with my children Uh, or my son is really struggling at school and, and therefore i decided to spend all my time with him and not prepare this meeting and instead of people being frustrated they're like ah oh, my boss is a human being
0: yeah um, yeah
1: and so i think we get relatively vague questions from clients saying we we are running certain projects projects with with the traditional consulting firms and that is absolutely fine but now we want to make a a, a change in mindset um we want people to start um telling us what to do instead of us telling them what to do. We want to unlock uh, the, the intellectual capital that's within this organization, but somehow we feel that information is being filtered. Uh, yeah. Can you help us uh, listen? Can you help us shake the tree in a positive way? Um, and uh, yeah, it seems that there is an increased level of consciousness uh, that, that organizations are changing. Mm. And that people have different requirements from work than just showing up and getting their paycheck yeah um, and that if you want people to stay after five o'clock and uh, they 've got to be more connected to what uh, you're trying to deliver than just the paycheck
0: yeah and so, yeah um, and not out of fear or something yeah yeah so, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, yeah with uh well uh, you you're familiar with it, I think with the concept of to transform we mm. we we actually. Well, teach or provide a toolbox with the host formula for people to unlock the potential in their own organization. So exactly what you say. I believe there's a lot of people that love to provide those sessions of 20 minutes or so. And if they do, they will facilitate the whole from A to Z, the the steps from a check-in to some exercises where people actually exchange knowledge networks and and, and and skills and then a check out so people really get to know like hey this person you know is a cat lover or indeed is not really here today because uh, her his or her grandma is uh, is you know dying and yeah these are essential things to to, to connect and and also to make work uh, happen of course the mm-hmm. human part of things and Yeah, I cannot stand it when they call it soft skills or something. (laughs) It's for me, it's hardcore, core, core skills that nobody really loves to talk or do not really have the guts to talk about to be vulnerable and authentic. But if you facilitate a safe haven where everyone is taking this little step out of their comfort zone, then suddenly it's kind of, you know, a new kind of uh, thing. It's a new culture or it's, again, a new standard. And yeah it's it's awesome to see what happens in just 20 minutes and I hope yeah it, it sticks within companies to maintain and becomes an accelerator for uh, for innovation and meaningfulness and uh, new w- ways of leadership yeah
1: yeah know and they're definitely they they're super hard skills there yeah, because it's so tough and the 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 real complexities in the human interaction because you never know what you get what you get huh? you, you can't plan it. Mm-hmm. you can, you can you can plan your forecast, you can do your financial planning, you can do your production planning, but you can't plan the response of an upset employee if you ask him how how she feels and or he feels and starts telling you what that is. you may not be able to meet the objective of discussing all the topics in your very important <laughs> meeting today, so the unpredictability of human beings is also of course where innovation comes from because that's where we make the unexpected mistake that will lead lead to the unexpected uh, and unimagined innovation
0: but uh, to be honest I think you're too late when you ask someone hey what's going on and this person starts like tapping into a story that goes for for one hour then Mm -hmm. it doesn't really seem that you have these conversations on a a regular basis (laughs) Yeah. yeah but yeah right um yeah we uh we tapped into a lot of things uh final question do you maybe it's too straightforward, so if you want to answer this differently, please do so, but do you have like three tips for those executives that might listen right now and know exactly what we're talking about, but find it really hard to to change things around because it might take a lot of time and resources and yeah they want to keep their job or they may be scared or fearful, or maybe I'm talking uh, bullocks right now, and that's not the case but what are the three tips uh, you you could uh...
1: three tips that's a tough question um what what I see is um, um those people who are um who dare to wonder and be um, inspired what what happens around them it can also inspire other people and those who are uh, more capable of letting go and touching upon their own vulnerability um, are also more uh, capable of sensing other people's vulnerabilities, weaknesses and requirements and to be able to grow uh, other people you need to be able to to see what the needs of others are and uh, a real leader develops leaders huh? but that requires a fundamental connect with with the self. Mm -hmm. Um, And a great starting question for me then is always, what is it that you desire? Um, And Mm -hmm. once you start journaling on that for a little bit, it it turns out to be be quite a hard question and and actually gives you a lot of insights on many, many things that are both uh, private life and work life related. And uh, in in these communicating vats, it's one holistic bubble um, and, um, if you are dismissing these comments, then, um, then you are being cynical. And, um, that says more about, uh, about you than about me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So start wondering and, uh, well, you cannot get it out of a book, I guess. Uh, it's really taking yourself seriously and, uh, And maybe to ask sometimes what others think or what their desire is. If you do, and maybe even if you're so brave, and uh, you can even say, "I don't know." Mm. Yes, that would be that would
1: be the that would be the bravest answer, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I've been. I've been. Really, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I've been lecturing uh, for for two months now after three years of uh, lecturing at Nayer which was not the super best experience for several reasons. But now I can really say, I don't know, what do you think? And uh, it's really cool to, you know, to see students often being really proud that they know and I don't know. And it's not so difficult. <laughs> <laughs> If you want, if you're there, you're there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's still difficult to, to lecture and to be inspiring and all that, because it's not so much about information anymore. It's about, you know, giving them, providing them the process, the learning journey themselves. And if Mm. they don't feel motivated, what do you do? That's, Mm. that's really a a tough one still. And I can uh, um, imagine that for some executives, that's also a tough one. If people do not really want to be there and they, they choose to, to not be decisive on it themselves, then what, what can they do, you know? must must yeah. be...
1: Uh... Yeah, and, and, and the experience of saying, I don't know, can be quite liberating. Huh? And it's really inviting other people into action. Yeah. Um, and, um, and, the, and the fear of people leaving is such a strange thing because for me it's always, if, a, if somebody leaves a company because he's not happy, yet there you, you will find somebody else. Yeah. Who's going to be much more motivated to join to join your club? Right? So, yeah. if you can get people to to leave your company, brilliant, right? yeah. because they find they they think that they can find their um, their connection to their purpose uh, uh, or in another, in another way,
0: yeah, yeah. Wow, beautiful. Um, so, final thing. Uh, as I mentioned before, do, do you do you have anything else you would like to call upon, like a call to action, or a quote, or maybe something in line with your work, or the New Year party you just invited me for. <laughs> so everyone will join, even from the Everybody, States, and everyone yeah. in India who is listening right now.
1: Everybody is welcome to the cena Natale in, uh, in uh, Mirano, uh, near Venice, um, this Friday night, and um, uh, what do I invite people to? Um,
0: oh, I thought it was the New Year's party in the in Amsterdam that you, you ah. invited me for. But anyway, there's something in Venice. There's also
1: a New Year's party in Amsterdam and Nomads <laughs> Business. So either you come to People Rise or you come to Nomads. Okay. Um, to me, the um, all those um, standard lines of the uh, uh, it's about the journey and not the destination, and it is what it is. Um, are becoming more and more uh, interesting statements that um, are really worth uh, worthwhile uh, reflecting uh, upon. Uh, and so, uh, enjoying the journey, enjoying the journey, and reflecting on the path that you are walking, and embracing um, your challenges, challenges and the person whom you are with all its. With all your strengths and and weaknesses, is a uh, is a is a is a beautiful uh, opportunity. Uh? And um, uh, so uh, enjoy enjoy your journey. Uh, em- embrace what you've got, and um, and uh, just let it happen. Uh? Roll with it.
0: Nice. There are actually also three tips, so you can also. <laughs> ah.
1: <laughs> Thank God.
0: Yeah, exactly yeah. two in one. Very good. Thank you very much Jake and uh love to uh, be connected with you uh for another podcast soon and uh yeah for sure we will uh, we will see each other anyhow as we work in the same field and interest and all that for who knows sure. for new year <laughs> bye bye